Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Wedding Planning Blueprint course, the new way to plan your wedding. I've been a professional wedding planner for almost 20 years now, and though nothing can beat the excitement of a wedding day, my favorite moments are sharing the real wedding planning experiences and tips that no one else is talking about. I designed this course to help take you from feeling lost and overwhelmed to educated and in control of your wedding plans. The course includes 24 lessons that are structured to help you first create your wedding planning foundation and then build upon it in an intentional way so that you don't make one of the most common and expensive mistakes, planning your wedding backwards. The newest feature in the course, Wedding Chat GPT, allows you to ask your wedding planning questions and get professional answers 24-7. The answers are pulled from the course content, which makes the responses reliable and actionable. This will be a true game changer, saving you time and money while you plan your big day. To see a full list of what's included in the course, head to planningcollective.com forward slash WPB course. Working with a wedding planner would literally cost you thousands, but now you can have the expert advice and tips for under $150. And while the course is a steal, I do recognize that that's still an investment. Make sure you grab our free download, Expensive Wedding Planning Mistakes, and I can promise that that alone will save you the cost of the course. You can find our free guides at planningcollective.com, and I look forward to helping you plan your wedding. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about one of the most uncomfortable moments of wedding planning, and that's talking about money. Now, we aren't going to get into the actual budget component of wedding planning, but rather tips and advice on how to talk to your family or other contributors about whether or not they will be helping pay for the wedding. For more specific help on creating and breaking down your wedding budget, make sure to check out episodes 2, 6, and 32 of this podcast and grab the free guide, Expensive Wedding Planning Mistakes, over at planningcollective.com. Before you can create your wedding budget, you need to know what your big picture number is. In episode 2, I talk about making sure that you don't plan your wedding backwards, and this is the first step to making sure that you're doing things in the right order. However, if you're already past that point, it's never too late to turn things around. So if you are in the very beginning stages of planning, or maybe you glossed over the budget talk at the beginning, this episode will be very helpful. While it is great that the lines of old school traditions of how weddings used to be are blurring, it can also make navigating wedding planning extra challenging. For example, it used to be a given that the bride's family would pay for the majority of the wedding costs, with the groom's family only paying for certain things like the bar and the bride's bouquet. While that traditional breakdown may work for some still, it's much more common these days for both sides of the family to contribute or the couple themselves to handle the costs alone. Every couple needs to make their own decision on what works best for them and not stress over what tradition says needs to be done. 
All that said, talking about money can be really uncomfortable, right? We're taught from such a young age that it's rude to talk about money, and even amongst family, it can be kept pretty private. But once you get engaged, you may start to have family members speak in general terms about contributing to the wedding or letting you know that they can help with the plans. But generalities don't help you when it comes to getting that big picture number or putting down deposits. So how do you turn those loose comments into specific numbers for your budget without sounding too pushy or rude? Let's first start by deciding if you want help paying for the wedding. While it might be amazing to be able to have a bigger budget, will that come with strings attached? It's not uncommon to hear couples complain about the parents or family members feeling like they have final say over wedding-related decisions, especially when it comes to the guest list, if they're making significant contributions to the budget. And honestly, it's hard to argue with that. Yes, it is your wedding, but if your parents are paying for the majority of the wedding, I personally think that it's kind of fair to let them invite some of their friends that you may not have included on your list if it was just up to you. And it's much harder to have your mom make the deposit for a venue if you know she really doesn't like it. Whether you think it's fair or not, having others contribute financially to the wedding does typically open you up to more opinions being shared. And that's something you'll need to think about before accepting their money. If you know your family will push their opinions and decisions on you in a way that will make you uncomfortable or unhappy, it might be worth a longer engagement so the two of you can make all the payments on your own. If you are going to have family help with the wedding costs, you need to have the budget conversation as early as possible, ideally before you start inquiring with vendors and definitely before you start booking anything. I recommend setting up a dinner or time to meet with your family and let them know that you'd like to discuss the wedding budget. That way they can be prepared for the conversation and not feel like they're being put on the spot. If your two families aren't particularly close or maybe one or both are more private about money, don't make it a big group meeting. You can have separate conversations with those contributing. Think about what will make them the most comfortable as it can be an awkward conversation to have. You can start the conversation off with a simple and direct question like, I know we previously spoke about the wedding planning. Have you thought about what you would be comfortable contributing? You'll likely get one of two responses. The first being an actual dollar amount that they're able to give or they may ask you what dollar amount you had in mind. If you've listened to me discuss the wedding budget before, you know I'm gonna warn you about not planning your wedding backwards, and the second question is where that typically starts. Most couples don't have the luxury of simply having no budget to stick to, but if you are lucky enough to be in a position where you're not making decisions on your budget, then this won't necessarily pertain to you. But if you start making wedding plans based on what you want, not what you're able to afford, you're going to get in over your head pretty quickly and risk being disappointed with what your budget will actually allow. This is what I call planning backwards, when you make plans before you have a realistic idea of what your budget is. So how do you answer if they ask if you had a dollar amount in mind for the wedding? Ideally, the truth would be that you simply don't know yet. You can let them know that before you start putting together a guest list or looking at venues, you wanted to know what your big picture number will be for the budget, which is the goal of this meeting. That will give them another opportunity to let you know what they might have set aside to help with the wedding costs without feeling like you already have a number in mind. From there, hopefully you'll be able to have an open conversation about realistic numbers, making sure that you're on the same page from the start. 
remember, we want to avoid those general comments like just let us know what you need or don't worry, we'll take care of it. Unless you truly don't have a budget or financial restrictions, that's a great way to overcommit with vendors and no one wants to find out a month before the wedding when the final payments are due that you are both on very different pages about that big picture number. Now that will truly be an awkward conversation. So what if you feel like it is pulling teeth to get them to commit to a number or a price range, but you know that you're not in the lucky category of not needing to have a budget? Or maybe they've said something like, we'll pay for your dress or the bar, but won't give you an actual amount that they're thinking of. If this is truly your situation, I recommend the two of you start working on your wedding priorities, check out episode 31 for those details, and begin researching venues and vendors in your area. Don't book anything yet. The goal here is to try to figure out what the realistic numbers would look like if you were to book with them. Be generous, estimating on the high side to ensure that you're capturing the cost of the smaller details that you may not be thinking of until you really get into the planning. And also make sure to add a miscellaneous category in there as well to help make sure that the numbers are realistic. You can then take that number to your family and see if they're comfortable with contributing that amount. Regardless of their response, this gives you a realistic number to bring rather than just pulling a number out of the blue that you're not sure is realistic. So why don't I recommend starting with this approach in the first place? Well, let's say that you bring that number to your family and it's way more than they're able to contribute. You've now put a ton of effort into looking at venues, vendors, and you're starting to dream of this being your wedding, and it simply might be out of reach. You'll now have to make a significant mind shift on what your wedding will be, and that inevitably leads to disappointment. That's not a fun way to start the planning process, but the risk you take by planning your wedding backwards. Before you wrap up the budget conversation with your family, there are a few other things that you'll want to address to avoid awkward situations in the future. The first would be setting those expectations that we discussed earlier. If you're absolutely set on having an intimate wedding, make sure that's clear with the family at this point. If they only want to pay for a wedding if it's a huge gathering with all of their friends, you want to find that out early on and decide if you're okay with that. Discuss your other priorities with them, like location, time of year, etc., so that everyone is on the same page. Most couples and their families are able to find happy compromises when it comes to differences of opinions, but not setting these expectations from the start can lead to constant arguments during the planning process. And then it just isn't fun anymore. Get those conversations out of the way at the beginning so you can enjoy the rest of the planning process. The other detail you'll want to discuss is how the bills and payments will be handled. You may be thinking that you'll put everything on your credit card to start racking up the travel points for your honeymoon and then have your parents pay you back. However, they might be banking on doing the same thing for an anniversary trip, or they may prefer to make the payments directly. Some parents might prefer to just write one big check and let you do whatever you'd like with it, while others want to be more involved in what's being done with the money that they're contributing. There's not a right or wrong way to do it, but having the conversation early on will make the process much smoother when it comes time to make those payments. Once you know what the various family members or loved ones are able to contribute, you'll have your big picture number, and you'll be ready to break the budget down by category so you can start looking for your vendors. You can get much more information on that process in the Wedding Planning Blueprint course, but remember that this is a crucial step before you start booking your vendors. And remember, check out episodes 2, 6, and 32 of this podcast 
and grab our free guide on expensive wedding planning mistakes over at planningcollective.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please take a quick second to rate and review on the platform you listen on. It would mean the world to me and it will help other couples find the wedding planning tips they need. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.